Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. This past Friday in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, we had the greatest Royal Rumble. We are the greatest AfterBuzz TV panel. To come and talk to you about it, come join us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We are here. We are loud. We are live. We are ready to talk about the greatest Royal Rumble, the Rumbles of Greatness, and all that other mother jazz. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. With me, our very special guest, Evan T. Mack, in what the up? building. What up, brother? Man, every time I hear that bra music, man, I get real <laughs> nervous. <just> like, <laughs> I'm looking at the door, I'm like, where he at? All right, we're good. We're, we're good. Where he at? <laughs> we're good. <laughs> to his right, George Hermosa is in the house. The stage left. It's, but it's... It to is, a direction is, of Evan T. <laughs> What's up? It's me, as always. The man. You guys, you know, I've missed you guys. We haven't been all collectively yes. together yeah. since what? Royal Rumble. Wow, that sounds right. Wow. You weren't right. here for elimination. No, you were here for elimination. I you were here for Fastlane or WrestleMania yeah. or both. Yeah, the yeah. band is back together. The band is here and plus one. <laughs> Which well, is always it's always fun to band, have him too. Yeah, the band. I feel like we haven't all been together either. Yeah, I like he filled in. One. He well, filled in a few times yeah. for you guys, and now we're all. The band, know, this band includes an empty chair, not an empty chair to my left. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to introduce me? How for rude. Real? Are we really going to follow the theme of tonight, leave the women out? All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to start no, that. I'm not going to start not. that. I Anyways, am. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone. I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. Yeah, we're, um, so Greatest Royal Rumble, 60,000 people. They were in a football stadium in Saudi Arabia. It was incredible and definitely worth talking about. Speaking of talking about it, we should just dive right into what everyone's saying about what everyone was saying about this event before this event ever happened. Why is WWE a publicly traded company claiming to have progress toward women in Saudi Arabia? Because it's a propaganda show. It's for Saudi Arabia. It's not for us. Mm. We don't matter. Mm. But okay, but that's all like <laughs> we t- we spoke about this at great length. Last Tuesday, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I will say, I wasn't there. You, you were invited. Um. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but hold on, but, but hold on. Be, be, okay, so what's wrong with it being a propaganda show? Well, because moralistically, how is this different? Okay, moralistically, that's, that's absolutely fine. But like, because legally they did nothing wrong, but people oh, act, people are acting oh, like no. as if. No one's... But here's the thing: propagandally, how is that different than every single WrestleMania? Because you know they spend a good amount of time putting over that specific city every well, single well, year. Well, every of, single year. You can't compare it to Saudi Arabia. I liked I, your face reaction. No, but I'm saying like, like, but I'm saying like, how's it different to WrestleMania? Because you know, you obviously saw them put amount of time putting, you know, getting okay. putting over Saudi Arabia. Are we talking about time? Or are we different? talking about like weird? Well, there, but there's no different than, than what they do. It just. Go ahead. George, okay, the reason why people are upset, it's because WWE is supposed to be this forefront where they're like, we're moving forward with the, with the women, the women this, we've had all these movements, we've had we've had the money in the bank, we've had the, the Royal Rumble, we've had so many different things, and that's why it's kind of like, well, would you really set your morals aside for money? That's where the pe- people yeah, are making what, yeah. the argument. But they're a business, yes. though. Yeah, so okay, of course, okay. and but that's the other this. side of the argument. Let me ask you this, let me ask you this. And maybe for everybody, if you were in his shoes, would you say yes or no to this? Put it on a show. I'm super broke. No, so, no, no. no, so no you would. I would have you to were Vince McMahon and an actual billionaire. Here's here's my thing. Even if you weren't a billionaire, like would you, you put on the show? Even would you put on the show if if yes. they were offering you all this money? Yes, but here's here's the way I see it, and I think what what we're finding is there's not a lot of in between like this. Is Saudi Arabia currently not a very progressive place? How was it five yes. years ago? Way less progressive, yeah. and I understand that. And but here's the other thing, and I think the blogosphere and the Twitterverse make us very binary in the yeah. sense that you have to pick a side. You're yeah. either pro or anti WWE, no matter what. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm yeah, not positive. I don't see, yeah, I'm not positive that this was 
the the best foot forward for the WWE. I am positive, however, that if they truly wanted to enact progress and change in a place like Saudi Arabia, not going is a bad move. Go, you can't do that from your couch. Okay. I, you have to go. Yeah. And I truly believe Triple H feels that at one point women will get to wrestle in Absolutely. Saudi Arabia. I have a, just a few things. And it's not, not even the fact that they want. I think it's a lot of the, the criticism and the hypocrisy of wrestling fans. We're all mm. wrestling fans, you know what I mean? But here's a couple of things. It's one, it's a business. We established that already. You know, We would all agree that we would all do the same thing, to be honest with you. Two, how do you sit there and tell your, your wrestlers that, how hard, hard they worked, saying, you know what, I was going to say yes to this, but you know what? No, you guys can't have a payday. Yeah, but the thing, just but imagine if a payday for the for the boys as well. Yeah, you know? what you're saying is, but but people are allowed to not like stuff though. That's no, they're true. allowed. <laughs> like, this is what this is. Okay, like, you're okay. acting like everyone just but, okay, supposed okay, to like everything that everyone does, no matter what they say, because they work for an entity. Like you can't say that. If some people have a problem with something, they're, they're allowed to voice their they're, opinion. They're though. allowed. They're just, allowed to do but that. It just sounds like hypocritical. How though? Because it's, you act like it's every it was all wrestling fans. This is random people. I this know. is like casual people that I, are putting their people. I don't. I don't have non-wrestling friends. That's you, bro. I'm talking about okay, the, so, the, but, regular, but, the rest but, of the world plus, that's look, commenting. Plus, I look at it like this. Okay, so you said everything about you know the progress of women's wrestling. How, does that mean that they stopped? No, it no. just it was bad timing. What she's saying is she's uh, a fair point. I'm just saying like you can't just act like everything's cool. If, if some people have a problem, it is okay to acknowledge what the other side is saying. Here we go. Is that the the aftermath of certain things were also problematic? One WWE played an ad which I thought was only being seen to the people watching mm-hmm. the network. I forget it was the one where they're doing the lip syncing. Yeah. And Saudi Arabia had to issue an apology oh. to their people, saying, "I'm sorry that this was aired. Hence, I'm sorry these women were shown in what women's wrestling gear is what two piece gear most mm-hmm. of the time, obviously. So for them to be able to see that and then to come out and have to apologize for that, these stories were picked up by the Associated Press. They were picked, mm-hmm. you know, a very respected news outlet. So for that story to be, re- to to have that come yeah. out, it shines bad light on the it's, company, unfortunately. I was explaining this to someone this morning I, who's not a wrestling fan at all. And they were like, why is there so much, like, why are so many people talking about this show in Saudi Arabia? And my answer yeah, yeah, yeah. was, my answer was because some people feel W should have never went, right. and that Saudi Arabia is the Dark Ages, and you should leave them in the Dark Ages. Right. And, and ever and other people feel like feel WWE's allowed to do whatever they want, and that like there's no in between. The in between is, I like in order to defend this, you're saying like progress is showing up and making this happen, and um, I think it's something like 58 percent of Saudi Saudi Arabians are under the age of 30. In the last two year, like two or three years ago, public viewings of entertainment in general, like movie, like movies, where a couple hundred people see a movie, let alone sixty thousand people watching a wrestling show, were completely banned. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of a young prince that's really trying to take this movement forward. All of that is a really good story. I agree. The um, I'm gonna get the name right. The Saudi General Sports Authority, who were the sponsors of this event, apologizing because a woman showed up on a screen yeah. twice at best. Not a great look for the story. Yeah, that, but, yeah. Do, but that's not WWE's fault. And Correct. by the way, WWE never apologized. But and it's not even that because I think a lot of criticism happened even before the event. I had people tweet me, and people never tweet me. I had people tweet me like, "I'm not going to watch this show because of there's no women." Yeah, that's know? going too far. But, but here's my, here, here was my thing: is like number one and. I don't know this, you know, I, I don't. I can't confirm this, but I'm sure there's a lot of women who are like, wait, I have a weekend? I have a weekend at home? Uh, yeah, yes, really. please. You yes, know, so a per- a I'm person sure who works... A, oh, no, a person who works 300 dates a year yeah, and then I'm gets sure time there's a lot, off. And especially now they're in Montreal yeah. uh, tomorrow. They were in South Africa like a week ago. Like, I'm sure they're not really, you know, that, that upset about I not know, being on the show. But and, however... I, we do have to move forward. I just want to say one more thing. Okay. Actually, like seven more things. Is that, <laughs> one more is thing. That, here, here's my thing. Is that, how come nobody's criticizing New Japan? They, they never have, have women on the show. They have their own women's promotion. But they do. What they is do. it? It's not but, the same. But, you can't draw no, comparisons. The same, this, is, this is a because, whole separate thing. That is the same <laughs> argument that was going on on Twitter, and everybody but already I mean, like. But I mean, like the fact that the fact that no no women on at the major New Japan shows like, but they have the option to do that. Show me show me a women's match on on Wrestle Kingdom, then I'll I'll shut up, because that's what everybody watches. 
I think Evan has something to say. No, no, no. I, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, first, you're not wrong. I got that's, no. that's, that's where I'll leave you. You're not for wrong. For argument's sake, New Japan. New, New Japan's also not a publicly traded American company that's trying to be on the forefront. But of they have the option to have women's wrestling. But they've made it. WWE didn't have the option. But they've made a choice with their actions to say we're not going to be on the forefront yeah. of progress for yeah, women's wrestling. Yeah, we got to stop acting like th- that WWE and America. That that's forefront I, but I think if we're, we're saying if, if we're if we're one about us, I mean, that's where it's that's where it just, ends. We stop, have to get to the next stop, y'all. Please, please stop singling out WWE. Because um, they're, they're not they're no, not no. the enemy. You know what I mean? Oh no! Oh, that's, I, know, I think that that's the main thing that I wanted to point across. I was reading. They're not the enemy. Okay, John Cena. Who, speaking of wrestling Twitter, most people think he's the enemy. I don't think he's the enemy. Like he's wait, why John Cena? Just people like to hate John Cena. It's a thing. They really do. They like to hate on my boy. Wrestling Twitter is a heel territory. It's so true. (laughs) That's what it is. So true. John Cena went up against Triple H in a 15-minute opening match. These two can go. These two haven't went together in like a very long time. All about it. This is great. John Cena wins with an AA. He double, grabbed, double, like yeah, like a, like an awesome. Like he grabs the microphone and thanks Saudi Arabia for the opportunity mm-hmm. to perform for them and bring progress to their country. Absolutely, John Cena is the self-actualized Hulk. Is how yes. I feel. Yes, um, this is where people immediately start like screaming that this is paid for propaganda. I think the, the it's somewhere in the middle. John Cena is really happy to perform in front of sixty thousand oh, people. Me, he is. In another country, in a virgin market, and it like this is a good business. It's groundbreaking, it is. Yeah, and he got to do it. I liked this match too. My favorite part is when he was saying uh, the post match when he was saying that you know regardless what was going on in his universe, he was going to be here. And I was like, ooh, that was a direct hit to what he's been in the news for with poor Nikki Bella. Don't worry about all other stuff is going on with me and that one girl. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, John Cena, Triple H. We, there are 10 matches, including a 50-man Royal Rumble match, so we are going to move past that match very quickly. We have Cedric Alexander defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Kalisto. This match was a barn burner. It was, man. He put on a, a great You didn't show. like it, Denise? Denise got uh, I mean, I, face. <laughs> I just... It was okay. It was fine. I just kind of felt like right after... Well, first of all, the first match wasn't that great either. It was just a regular <laughs> match. So then after that, with this one here, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, the the crowd didn't really care, you know? So it's kind of hard to kind of stay with that consistency of, of high energy. So as as we'll notice through the night, the crowd kind of went on and off. And this was just one of one of the minor off points. It did mark for yeah. a few moments. But overall, it was... Also, yeah. it's pretty clear they're not getting to a 5 Live in Saudi Arabia. That's... Also, it's also, and maybe this crowd was either sweetened or they're very, very tame early in this night. Mm, they, 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 didn't sound, they didn't sound super loud to me, but it was also an open-faced, sta- like an open-roof stadium. So maybe they just weren't as hot as we think they were. It didn't help that for Kalista to beat Cedric Alexander, but for winning a gauntlet match to replace a guy who didn't make weight would be out of left field and unnecessary. So heading into the match, you would have to suspend a lot of disbelief to think Cedric Alexander wouldn't win. Right. Mm -hmm. They still had a great match. Yeah, they put on a good show. Um, Let's move on to the vacant Raw Tag Team team Championships, which were Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy against Cesaro and Sheamus. I was on record this Tuesday for saying this match should end at a schmaz with no one winning and there should be one tag division. Y'all didn't listen. Steve called for it, man. He was that one tag division. The deleters of Worlds, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, are now the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, how do we feel about this? I think that I expected it. They had to since they're recently a new pairing since WrestleMania. So it would be kind of dumb not to have them, you know, take the belt. So that's the only reason why. Granted, obviously, I still think that Seamus, I was going to say Shamar. I was going to mix their names. Seamus and Cesaro are a better tag team, obviously. But this is just to move the story along. So I saw it coming, but the match wasn't anything. It was just a basic raw match well, and yeah. we've seen Cesaro and Sheamus have been a team for long enough and been like a consistent on television week by week in week out kind of a team that we've seen their win their heel win match their heel lose match their face win match their face lose match mm-hmm. like they have four matches mm-hmm. this was the heel lose match we've mm-hmm. seen that match there you go and it's essentially like it gives Bray something to do 
I don't know, it gives Matt Hardy something to do. It's and it's and I, I like when things shake up things a little bit. It's okay mm. to shake things up every now and again. Um, it's not like that's a bad look, you know. It's you know it's Bray and Matt. Matt's over, you know what I mean? And Bray's Bray. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see what they're gonna do with this. I don't know. I don't. Um, Long term. Well, to my initial point that the raw tag division, t- the raw tag division looks a little weak. Is if you're gonna put Sheamus and Cesaro, who are the better tag team, if you're gonna put them over on SmackDown, and you can leave Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy on Raw, representing a different kind of team. Yeah. But then again, you have the Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> elsewhere. I don't. I don't know. I I'm interested to see where Raw goes from here on a tag division. I, I, I do like your idea about the one division, though. I do. I they didn't listen. <laughs> they didn't listen. Y'all didn't get the Steve Kaufman memo. <laughs> oh, they got it. Someone signed for it. They didn't read it. They didn't read it or they didn't listen to it. Eight minutes, 50 seconds. This match, this match was a lot of fun. I'm really happy with this Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy business. Moving right along. Matt Hardy's brother, Jeff Hardy. Brother mm. Nero, as some would call him. <laughs> is the United States champion. Indeed. He went up against Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal representing Raw, Jeff Hardy representing SmackDown. By the way, that match before, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus were representing SmackDown in an attempt that, something I didn't even think of, but Tuesday when I said make it one tag division, the way you do that would have actually been to have Cesaro and Sheamus win and then beat beat the Bludgeon Brothers or have the Bludgeon Brothers beat them to just merge the titles. They didn't do that. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeats Jinder Mahal, six minutes, ten seconds. Ginger is not, he's not happening anywhere, man. No. He was booed. Like, like well, actually, <laughs> when one of the things came out, and he was definitely booed right away. And then after that, it was funny because if, I don't know if you guys remembered this, but like right at the start of the show, they played like this little clip of Ginger to kind of, I guess, yeah, 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 get yeah. the realm of, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's not Saudi Arabian, test but. Test the waters a yeah, little bit. Yeah, test the waters, I guess <laughs> you could say. How they'd react to, to gender. Right. So I saw that and I thought, okay, so they're going to make gender like really special here? Okay, whatever. <laughs> so then he came out and they were like, nah, dude, Dick, you suck. Like, nobody wants you here. And this was a terrible match. There was like, <laughs> I'm sure you guys saw like the clips of like all like the missed botches and stuff like it's, that. It was, mm, It's unfortunate. I, yeah. I'm happy Jeff Hardy tried? I'm happy Jeff Hardy has something to do. People are... Yeah. Jeff Hardy's one of those guys that doesn't have to do very much for people to just be really into it. Like, he's like Rob Van Dam in the sense that like, yeah. Rob Van Dam just turns up and everyone's excited to see Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Like, Jeff Hardy's on that level. Little Jericho, kind of when Jericho like takes a little bit of a break and then yeah, like when, comes back. Yeah, like when Jericho trolls. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, version 2 Jericho I think was the one where he had the light up jacket and then didn't talk <laughs> for like two months. That was ridiculous. The same idea that like... Someone can just have a presence and a look that gets that everyone gets behind. I think that's Jeff what Jeff Hardy's dead. always been. And I yeah, he got a really nice pop in this show where I was like, oh, considering for a guy that's been gone for a while, and I mean, I don't know how this whole TV thing works in Saudi Arabia. Like they responded pretty well to him, you know. Yeah, and pyro, pyro helps. Pyro is huge, man. Fireworks, ballyhoo, twice a year now. <laughs> arenas, you get pyro in football arenas. On the on the fireworks and the ballyhoo. I don't think I've heard the ballyhoo twice. I haven't heard ballyhoo in years, man. Bro, you're not listening to the Dang right people. Dang, brother, brother. <laughs> he said ballyhoo. Match number five. <laughs> Match number five is the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It is the Usos challenging the Bludgeon Brothers. Love the Usos. Me too. Love the work the Usos have done in the past couple months. I love everything they've done to make the Bludgeon Brothers unbeatable monsters. The problem with having unbeatable monsters is you get a five-minute match. Yeah. You get a five-minute match where they win. Well, considering how the, all the matches prior to this match were, I kind of feel like all of these last, what, three, four matches were all on par on the same level of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing special. So I'm not surprised that this wasn't, like, the greatest Uso match ever. I'm not crazy about the Bludgeon Brothers. I feel they're still too cartoonish for me. I haven't completely morphed into a fan. So it's kind of just like, mm, okay. What would you, what would you um, do what would you do differently? I don't know. I just I can't take them seriously right now yet like I feel I don't know what it is the look the they just need they feel too cartoonish to me mm-hmm. they need to feel more like a serious tag team like I look at the Usos and I think serious tag team mm-hmm. you know or the best they've ever been though well like, yeah of course so maybe that's not the greatest comparison but you get but me like a, uh, yeah I can't I can't argue with that I honestly think um, what they're doing with the Bludgeon Brothers is going to be a bit of a slow burn I think I think months from now you're going to look back at that statement and be like oh 
I didn't see that they're they're just ha- like they're conditioning me to feel this way about the Bludgeon Brothers. I mm. hope so because if not, what are you going to do with these two guys? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think their match with Sheamus and Cesaro is going to be amazing. It's going to be so hard hitting. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. That's my new dream match. Jay Will said, "Let the Usos move on to another feud." What, what would you? New Day. Oh. Like I mean, that's it's been done, but it's still fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Would have said Breezango, but they moved away to Raw. Like, the, who's left on? Um, Authors of Pain are still. Authors of Pain are on. Did, they're still on Raw, Raw, right? Yeah. Authors of Pain are on Raw. Um, what a tag team came to SmackDown. The club. Right? The club would be nice. The good Brothers. Yeah, there's there's people for the Usos to work with. There's we're in a renaissance of tag team wrestling on, yeah. on paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> on, Smackdown on paper on SmackDown. Um, speaking of paper, Seth Rollins on paper. Grand Slam champion. Hey, you don't, you don't, you don't like that at all, do you? No, you I like, do. You like it? No, <laughs> I the do. Way you say you took the tone. Was... <laughs> there was there was no intended tone. There was a little tone. I think I remember. <laughs> I think I'm remember, remembering his U.S. title run where he completely devalued the U.S. title. Oh, he did. <laughs> he like John Cena built it up and he tore it down. He literally just tore it down. <laughs> and go wrong, like and that was he was like a couple steps from taking the U.S. title down a huge like 15 pegs. Because it was, I think John Cena lost to Alberto Del Rio, and then Alberto Del Rio lost to someone else, and then Seth Rollins, while world champion, won, won, and it just held both belts, and it was like, oh, well, great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be fine now, right? <laughs> Got to issue that challenge, baby. <laughs> like, anyway, I like Seth Rollins as Intercontinental Champion. I enjoyed a nice, hard-hitting ladder match yeah. with the new father, The Miz. Samoa Joe, who has a match with Roman Reigns at Backlash, wow. and he'll tell anyone who will listen. I think that all of these guys in this match somewhat got a, sh- a shot to shine on their own. You know, we had Samoa Joe, which dominated most of the first part of the match, which was really nice because I'm a big Samoa Joe mark. Um, I do love Seth Rollins as a champion. I think right now that's where he should be at, you know? Um, I was going to say, what did you guys think about that finish, though? Because there was some controversy where, mm. you know, Finn Balor didn't look like the brightest light bulb in the room. <laughs> I get what they were trying to do. Unfortunately, the timing, whatever, technicalities didn't come through, I think, the way they wanted it to. Mm. Where it kind of, I don't know, do you guys think it kind of made Finn Balor look a little silly? Because I, <sighs> I think it did. I think last Ladder matches leave a lot of opportunity for someone to be made to look kind of silly. And I think we're going to talk about it later in the night. Sometimes you look kind of silly like, on okay, television. You just got to own it and though, move on. And here's the thing. How many times over the countless and dozens of ladder matches that we've seen, haven't we seen two guys vying at the tip top of the ladder, reaching and fighting and punching and working their way towards it where... It was just not that. Finn was kind of like, pause, and then like Seth Rollins was like, grab, and it was just, you get me? Like, it didn't look visually you. perfect, all right? That's what I would have liked a little bit more of a fight from Finn where he's like, no, and you know, a little bit more. I'm not gonna, I'm not, once again, I'm not going to deny you that statement. I think there's a level of suspension and disbelief to this finish that I think was acceptable, especially since the match itself was good. I think at the end of it, I think I was more impressed with Seth Rollins's, you know, uh, acrobatic, uh, uh-huh. you know, feet to, to to kind of think about Finn Balor. I'm like, oh my god, that was so cool. I don't know. I didn't really think really? about Finn Balor. Yeah, you really until, got me sidetracked until yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, I mean, I don't even think about it. I mean, if someone else wants to think that way, that's on them. I guess it's but where your eye more, is and what you're watching. Yeah, because I was Seth Rollins. Saw. Even because even when he pulled down the belt, like he hit Finn with the belt. Oh, yeah, that's that, why yeah, he started, started bleeding. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was too impressed with Seth Rollins to think that Balor looked like looked like a fool. Also, I can't mention Finn Balor and not talk about... (laughs) Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. I'm talk about the Balor Club being for everyone and he's very pro-LGBTQ. However, if you are LGBTQ in Saudi Arabia, you are sentenced to death. That's still the place they're at. Yes. So naturally, he can't wear the shirt he would wear any other show this month. 
You said it was laundry day. I mean, I'll yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's, it's, you can't not mention this part. It's pretty big, man. You can't not go there. That that's ha- that happens. It's the stuff that goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. It's but progress. pretty big, pretty big stuff going on over in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Ain't too bad. Look, look up a things going on over there. I think Death that and whatnot. with all of everything that's going on, he knew like, hey, people are going to notice. You know, fans aren't dumb. They're going to notice I'm not wearing my shirt. So I think on there he said that he hadn't worn it for the last six cities. Is that what he said on his he tweet? He mentioned that, yeah. That yeah, he went, okay. That he went so, out of his way to... To not wear it for a couple cities. Yeah, to me, that's the moment though where you just meet it head on and be honest. Yeah. See, I just can't. you can't you can't BS people, man. Listen, that, he, we ain't, Finn, you're Finn, bro. Just be like, listen. I'm respecting the I'm culture. Respecting the culture, it is real over there. Like, if you want to cut, listen, they kill people for being gay over there. <laughs> like it's like let's stop. Let's be stop. Saying yeah, like, you didn't wear the shirt, bro. You you wore it at WrestleMania. Yeah, like, like I can't. Stop. I can't explain to my grandma that he's an ally and what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, he's in somewhere where they're kill- like. I understand why he can, didn't do that. You could have someone write it for you. You could write it yourself. You can frame it any way you want. Just meet that head on. Don't be weird. It's like I didn't wear the shirt in a few other different cities. We know why you didn't wear it in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> we don't blame you. I don't blame you at all, brother. It happened. <laughs> I'm once with again, you. It has to come up. But once again, progress is. Yes. If Saudi Arabian kids watch Finn Balor, mm-hmm. watch Finn Balor Friday, mm-hmm. and they're going to follow him for the next 10 years, mm-hmm. they're going to know what he's about. Yes. And that's how progress that's happens. That's a great point. That's, that's a great point. Pro- baby steps. Like, and once again, women aren't going to be allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia until June. Like, you can't expect them to be New York tomorrow. It's real. That's the, that's the part of it. Let's get into AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's the message they have at WrestleMania. Agreed. Just they just like it was we would have great. We would have still wrestling Twitter would have still complained. <laughs> wrestling Twitter would have still complained that it was a double countout. I'm just saying it was great. I love the match though. They I enjoyed this match. They they only had 14 minutes 25 seconds to really go and talk about what's up. Talk about what's up. Yes, <laughs> to show to tell us that story. I thought they did a great job. I think we're. We're almost running the first cycle of the Shinsuke Nakamura double double cross, yeah. like low blow. Like we're building up to something at Backlash because we're getting that rematch at Backlash. Yeah. What about you, Denise? You were like, I just want a good match. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I just hope it's just a good match. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm curious. So my thing was okay. You know, I think that this match was way better than mm-hmm. their WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Given what people have said about Shinsuke Nakamura not necessarily being at the tip-top level shape that he is, that he, you know, was in the past. Right. I think that for, I mean, we don't know what his body is feeling. We don't really know the circumstances that his body is in. So I think that mm. maybe that's why, you know, granted this, honestly, this... Had you told me a few months ago this, you know, this match was going to happen prior to WrestleMania, I would have been like, oh, this match is probably going to go in my top five, top ten, whatever. You know, it's not in my top five, top ten, you know, but I'm thinking that maybe it was just because, you know, first of all, they're carrying this match out for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, this is already their second rematch. And maybe Shinsuke isn't where he can go that full speed, you know, Mm. but they did a good thing. They had a good match. Better than Mania, and I liked the post match. I love Shinsuke as a heel. I think he's amazing, yeah. and I like that. I like that this 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 feud first started as these two guys are two respected individuals that can go. We know they're great wrestlers. They have a great legacy. Da 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 da. Yeah. Now this feud has morphed has morphed into this is a personal matter. I hate your guts. You hate my guts, right. and I like that. Right. So where now I'm like okay. You know, they're, the matches are getting better and better to where I'm excited to see yeah. them at Backlash. They're actually giving us the stakes we didn't have heading into that Mania match. That Mania match was all about them, like, wanting to steal the show. Mm. Them wanting to have a great match, which gets kind of meta. We were just... We, we who have seen them go before, were so into it that we're, we forgot about the stakes. We have stakes. We have stakes now. They're medium right. rare. And I no. do, I would say, do love me a good stake. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it's funny because this match, this this whole storyline I've loved ever since Mania. I wasn't a big fan of it building up to Mania. I thought it was kind of whack, to be honest with you. I thought the there was a lesser of the two championship matches that was I was excited for. But with that said, I don't think Nakamura was ready to be champion, and I think everybody disagreed with me. He should have won at SummerSlam. He should have won at this. He should have won at that. He should have won at WrestleMania. Now that you know that was Chapter One at Mania. Now that everything's happened with him turning heel, now he's ready. Yeah. This was the right finish for, for this match, the right finish for a mania. I'm really excited to see the next chapter of this storyline. Me too. I really Now now Nakamura's ready. Yeah. Now he's ready. He wasn't ready before Mania, now he's ready. I think 
SummerSlam, if if you were building towards Baron Corbin Nakamura and Baron Corbin being the heel because Nakamura gets it and then immediately loses it, I think that would have been the story. If they, but they obviously didn't feel that way about Corbin, Corbin. so we're done. So yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna retry SummerSlam match number eight, The Undertaker. Rusev, casket match. That was good, bro. Remember when this match was gonna be Chris Jericho? Remember yeah. when it was gonna be Rusev at first? Remember Dude, when it was I gonna was be Rusev before at that? At one point, it I was, was like, good. "Who is it?" It was good though, man. Undertaker is looking limber, man. He's looking pretty good for like the last couple years. He's been looking like he's slowing down. He's in better shape. You can tell he's um, he's moving hips, moving pretty well. Like, he's <laughs> looking all right, man. The match was kind of Rusev was balling, man. I was so impressed by like I mean, Rusev is just so good right now, man. I was I was just impressed by his performance going against a phenom. I know that's the biggest match of his career. Yeah, I know what he's feeling. That's little Rusev being like, I'm in a match with Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like and he held his own, you know. And I, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah, nobody nobody gets to beat the Undertaker. You, you know what I mean? Like he knows that <laughs> your your job is to come out and have a good match. I also really liked Aiden English in this. Oh I think God, he yeah. added so much to this match. Where at one point, you know, the crowd was a little quiet, right. and he I saw him outside like. <laughs> Getting people riled up, getting people pissed off, and I think he added a lot to this match. And he, I actually really enjoyed this casket right. match. I liked how Rusev played the whole "I'm afraid" yeah. sort of deal because that's what you want to see in a casket match. You want to see the other guy be scared. Well, you don't typically get um, competitive casket matches. Yeah, like that's, the match is made for the Undertaker to yeah. put you in a casket. He put, he put him and Aiden in the casket. Yeah, like and oh, that was immediately on. I was on Twitter. I was like, they're both going in that casket, ain't they? <laughs> <laughs> and then like then like 10 minutes later I just subtweet like yep I've always wanted to know like when you're in this casket like what are you thinking like come on cause that's pretty scary Seriously. you know like you have to be like oh god oh god like you have to change your mindset I think <laughs> so I want to know like maybe Aiden was singing to him I just- I'm <laughs> At that point, and Aiden had tweeted about how he was a kid in a candy store for this, too. He got to perform in front of 60,000 people against The Undertaker. Like, this is every kid's dream. Like, kids today have that dream. Here's thing. Bo- uh, Joseph Bosa said, Undertaker's in his best shape. Could he make one more run as WWE champion? Do you think no. He'd... Like, never, right? Well, no. it's not that he can or can't so much as it... They won't let him. He, they won't let him because, like, he doesn't... What would he do for the WWE championship? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not like what can he bring to the WWE Championship and the business as he's, a whole? He's in that place where he doesn't need a title. You know what I mean? Like he really doesn't need. a He's title. the Undertaker. He doesn't need a title. Like no, he's never needed a title. <laughs> Sometimes they get, but he he got it. He got it enough that it happened. Oh yeah, like, he had to get it now. Yeah, <laughs> can't but, be that dominant and not get it. But that's how I, I don't think he also, especially let's say he. I, he would have to ask someone like Brock Lesnar, who's yeah. never there. Yeah, Anissa, Anissa just said, "I hear caskets are comfortable." I, oh Anissa, dear Anissa Lord. Barr, how did you grow? But <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually really funny that caskets have padding at they, all because <laughs> they a, do look comfortable. As a, it's a corpse. Oh heck though. no! <laughs> Sorry guys, I can't with do that. No feeling. Um, let this let. I have a fear of confinement, so I will let this be my living will and testament. Cremate me, please. Uh, oh, moving, I think, uh, <laughs> moving on. Those are some uh, big words, man. I'm match scared. number nine. We have got a steel cage match for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar fighting out of the champion's corner, going against Roman Reigns. In a cage, Brock Lesnar mentioning, and Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman, all mentioning the UFC a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. How, how, do, how, how do we feel about this match? Before we even get into the finish, how do we feel about these two going in a cage? So, okay, I guess I'll just start. Um, When I first watched this, I was tweeting, like, oh, my God, I'm on the edge of my nerves because we had talked about this previously when we did SmackDown. Like, so many different things can happen with this. There are so many different rumors. But, okay, so I was watching this match, and I was super, like, into it. Like, oh, this is great. This is fun. I like it. I'm really liking everything. You know, they're both both kicking out of their their finishing moves. They're having so many near falls. It's great. I'm on the edge. What's going to happen? So I was thinking, okay, I'm going to come on the show and I'm going to say I loved this match. So I ended up re-watching the match. Mm-hmm. And, and then I felt bad because I had told my boyfriend, oh, this match is so good, so good. And I were watching it and I was like, oh, I don't feel the same way anymore. Oh, it man. changed and well, I don't know why. Because you suspended your disbelief for the outcome. So I don't watch the outcome. If you watched the match knowing the outcome, it, it doesn't stand on its own. Like, I felt embarrassed afterwards when I said that I thought this was a good match. <laughs> you get me? When you rewatch something, you're like, oh, I don't know. 
Oh, what it happened was, there? It was interesting. I um, thought it was a good match. I I enjoyed this match. I think Brock Lesnar puts on great matches uh, in situations it's all like the same though. In situations, like, but he's won. He's won speed, but the speed is so fast. Yeah, it's the same moves though. It's I don't know. I enjoyed pretty, this. Pretty dominant. He's dominant. I mean, it's a good it's match, but I mean, it's just all the same moves already. And it's presented to us in such a way that, like, versus a lot of Brock Lesnar's matches in the last two years, yeah. it's presented in such a way that, like, this, like, that crowd was hot for Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this could have been the night they put they pulled the trigger and put the belt on Roman they and were popping and for let, Roman and let Lesnar do something else, Man. or at least work with Roman a couple more times. Like, they this would have been the night, and then they didn't pull the trigger. So now let's get to the finish. Roman, by the way, nine minutes, 15 seconds. At nine minutes, 15 seconds, Roman Reigns spears Brock Lesnar. The pain of the cage falls down. Brock Lesnar falls through the pain of the cage. Roman Reigns falls on top of Brock Lesnar. Um, Roman Reigns then rolls over off of Brock Lesnar, and his feet touch the floor before Brock Lesnar's feet ever touch the floor. Brock Lesnar's feet are touching the pain of the steel cage that has, like, kind of hammocking over... The apron. Here's my question to here's my question to the panel. Do we think all of that was elaborately planned to go with this Roman Reigns thinks everything is a conspiracy BS? Or do we think this was a bit of a botch? Yeah, it was a botch because the commentators were like The were, commentators didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, like I'm telling you, Michael had it and then Corey Graves kind of kept going with the whole it, Both feet touched the floor. Like, yeah, but, oh, you look right here, Brock Lesnar's yeah, feet touched the floor, but, but Mike, they didn't. But Michael had it when he was like, Oh, Roman has a legitimate beef. Because his feet touched the floor, and then the referee gave it to Brock Lesnar. But then Corey was like stuck to like the script, and he was yeah. like, he was like, no, he went through the cage, and he was outside the cage first. So you think, so you think Michael Cole saw that it happened wrong? Oh and god, p- yeah. and pivoted immediately without question. It's the way this. That's Michael Cole, man. He he tried to do the best he can. He's like, oh man, I think there's some controversy here, you know. And and then but Corey was like, no, uh, <laughs> it's Brock was out first, clearly, Michael. Well, I mean, the referees made their call. Yeah. And then, like, but that does, so... I like the way Michael Cole tried to save it. I feel like this was somehow their plan all along. Oh, this, I, I hope so. Because this Reigns story, I, th- I I honestly think it's not it's not the best path. Like, there's a lot of resistance on this path to make us like Roman Reigns and then believe that Brock Lesnar is Vince McMahon's guy and that there's a conspiracy against Roman Reigns and that's why we should like him. Yeah. Like, it's it's a lot of work. I think it would be a lot easier to make us just like Brock Lesnar because he doesn't care. And then not like Roman Reigns because he does care. I think basically he's going to come back and do what he did after Mania, that I was screwed, sort of the yeah. conspiracy thing you were talking about. So I was thinking, like, okay, so with this finish, this is going to give the perfect excuse for Roman Reigns to be like, you know, they screwed me, mm. Brock Lesnar's feet didn't touch the floor, apparently his back or his feet now... You know, I hope they do that. Yeah, really do. me too. Exactly, they have to because so many people were saying it. And when this happened, like my mind didn't move fast enough with it. When they did the when they did the spear outside yep. the cage, it took me a second to realize. Okay, they're outside. That means there's a winner now. And it wasn't until Paul Heyman was like, "His feet touched the floor. His feet touched the <laughs> yeah, floor." And I was like, "Okay, Brock Lesnar won. His feet touched the floor." And then afterwards, I was like, "Wait, okay, I am confused now because when they did the replay, I saw his back touch the floor, yeah. and I was like, "Okay." Well, and the yeah. announcer, the announcer was very clear at the top of this match: feet must touch the floor because that's what they always say in matches of this match. We know it. On this matter, and like this isn't the first time um, they've had a screwy finish like this. I, I'm rem- if I'm remembering, it was No Way Out 2005. It was Big Show and JBL, and then Big Show choke slams JBL through the ring, mm-hmm. and then literally grabs the chain and breaks it with his bare hands. Yeah. Walks out of the cage and down the steps, but um, JBL, who had just been choke slammed through the canvas, rolls out under the canvas. Before Big Show's like exits the cage, and they declare JBL the winner. It was perfect, yeah, because it was perfectly timed. Because you can literally like, there's his feats, mm-hmm. there's his feats before Big Show's. JBL's your champ. This this felt muddled. Hopefully, their plan was for it to be muddled. Yeah, uh, it was J- a, it was amazing looking spot. Yeah, Jay Will said botch turned into conspiracy theory. Boza Boza said, "When did back equal feet?" <laughs> like that's I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. In wrestling, there are so few rules, mm-hmm. but when you don't follow the like five you have, it just gets really confusing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it's so true, though. Also, the last time, the last time I remember this spot, George, you can help me with this. It was Rikishi and Bobby Lashley on an ECW on Sci-Fi. 
Jesus Christ. Wow. Steve. Spe- speared through a steel cage? Wait, she was Steve. never on ECW. Or no, um, Umaga. Sorry. Steve going back in the time machine. Uma- it was leading into that Donald Trump match. Oh, wow. I'm all the positive that's the last right time there. on WWE TV you can see the speared through a steel cage spot. Come at me in the comments. Wow. If, They're coming at me. Someone says they can't stand me. So well, sad. I like you. Well, let's not, well let's not pimp that comment. <laughs> you know my girl, man. Hey, you remember this. Whenever people hate, they hate up. They yep. never hate someone that's lower than True. Them. Who's All hating right, on George? my girl today? <laughs> All right. Now, we are getting into the 50-man Battle Royal. It is the greatest Royal Rumble by numbers. It was lengthy. Like the greatest 20, moment ever. Ten more men than the biggest Royal Rumble ever, which was 40. And it felt like WWE wants you to forget 40. <laughs> they went 40 once. They usually do 30. They did 20 a couple times. Now we're doing 50. Oh, boy. Um, apologies, by the way. I have been rushing through all the matches because I know we're going to talk about 50 wrestlers here. So I'm trying to just kind of get through it. Daniel Bryan is your MVP of this match. Without question. Three eliminations, an hour, 16 minutes, which is now being considered the longevity record in Royal Rumble history. I with an asterisk because he was in a 50-man rumble. And anyone he was competing against for that record would have been in a 30 or 20 man rumble. Touche. But he he's still bomb and amazing at this match. Uh, him and Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler lasts 21 minutes. Out out number two. Then we got Sin Cara, Curtis Axel, Mark Henry, Mike Kanellis, and Hiroki Sumi. Hiroki Sumi looks great. Um, probably hasn't wrestled much yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about like the first 10 of this match? Like, so. Can I just say that really quick? So when we had already talked predictions, Daniel Bryan was probably going to win this, right? So then when I saw Daniel Bryan come out as number one, I thought, okay, the only other two guys that do to do this come out at number one and win Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. So I was thinking to myself, like, okay, then they're definitely going to want Daniel Bryan to be Mm. the other guy because we know we've already erased the Chris Benoit. We want to WWE wants to erase this history. Mm. Granted, don't blame them. Whole other argument. So Agreed. I thought to myself, yeah. like, maybe this is going to be the whole, it's only Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan right, thing. Right, right, right. I was actually thinking that. And when he went so long, and then when he did it win, oh. <laughs> actually, so I didn't notice this till right now, but you're right. She's Daniel right. Bryan coming in at number one. Also, because. Also, I'll bring it up now because I mentioned Daniel Bryan's longevity record. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the longevity record at that moment was held by Rey Mysterio. And right around an hour, like right around whatever Rey Mysterio's record was, like an hour, hour and some change, wasn't it? Three, yeah, because it would have been more than rare, more than Flair's hour two. Yeah, it was. He, he has the record. He so record. you, ha- like, I know it would have been really difficult to pull off, but nerds like myself would have really enjoyed the opportunity for Daniel Bryan to be inching toward Rey Mysterio's record while Rey Mysterio's in the ring with him ah. and fights and gets at him to try to protect his own record. Yeah, I know that's hard to sell. In a 50-man match, but it's a moment that could have happened. That would have been fun. That would have been a lot of fun. Um, Victor, Kofi Kingston, Tony Nese, Dash Wilder, Hornswoggle in the house. Nice. That was adorable. I, was I love Hornswoggle. I was with it. I was with it. A lot of fun. Uh, Primo Cologne out. Xavier Woods out. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston did not have his floor's lava spot. Oh, Didn't yeah. have Like... How can it be the greatest Royal Rumble without Kofi Kingston on a pogo stick or a chair as a pogo but they, stick? They did have the friendship hold or whatever. That was cute. I'm calling that the friendship hold because they were like, I'm not letting go. I thought we were building towards something where Xavier Wood, where Kofi Kingston would be on Xavier Woods' back and then Xavier Woods gets eliminated and then walks around the ring with Kofi Kingston still Xavier? in his Xavier. That's cute. With Xavier Woods. Xavier? Oh, so you don't say the X, you say Xavier? Xavier, Xavier, yeah. Xavier. Xavier. Oh, no, the X is like kind of silent. I, How I, else I, would I, you... I think you're saying it right, and we've always been saying it wrong. <laughs> but I always say Xavier, but I think you're saying it right, though. <laughs> I mean, so and, and is it I Xavier? Xavier? Xavier. 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 How Xavier Woods says it, maybe. I've been saying Xavier too. So no, is, most people do, but I think you're right. <laughs> don't don't beat you, don't beat yourself up. <laughs> I'll take it, Xavier. Somebody's wrong. <laughs> Jay Quillen. Jay Quillen in here. <laughs> yeah, praise it. it. I love oh. it. Yeah, I love it. How do we feel about Hornswoggle coming all the way to Saudi Arabia for this match? Why not, man? Love company, it, company man, man. Good for Dylan. Good for Dylan. He does stand up. You guys should watch it. He's really funny. That's great. Uh, where are we? Bo Dallas comes out. Then Kurt Angle comes out. Kurt Angle getting the pyro out in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Pageantry. Uh, Scott Dawson, Goldust Connor, Elias, 
gets a, gets that concert. Mm-hmm. Gets that concert going. I enjoyed Elias. Please stop me if there are some spots you enjoyed because yeah. we do have to get through fifty people. Luke Gallows, Rhino, Drew Gulak. I love Drew Gulak. Go go Phillies. Uh, Tucker Knight, NXT call up. Probably not going to stay. Obviously, this is a one night thing. Yep. Bobby Roode, it was glorious. Fandango, Chad Gable, Rey Mysterio, number 28. We're at 28 right now. We're looking now. good, man. Boy's in great shape, man. Whew. Boy's in great I shape. I was really upset he was hurt for that New Japan show. Boy, I've been watching this dude since I was like a, like a baby. <laughs> this dude is on an almost. Goodness gracious, man. Mojo Rowley, Tyler Breeze, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, not in the ring at the exact same time. Then Big E, who is not in the ring with the, at the exact same time as Kofi, and um, however you say Xavier Woods. Carl... <laughs> Carl Anderson, <laughs> Apollo Crews, Roderick Strong, Randy Orton. I didn't realize Titus O'Neil was all the way down at 39 because I think we all have to talk about Titus O'Neil. Dude. The chat's been like hot on that since before this show started. I like just it's way up here in the beginning. I was like, we'll get to it. <laughs> like I'm, I obviously can't go through every elimination because there are way too many, but I will just talk about Titus O'Neil and the botch and the professionalism to immediately stand up. I also want to talk because we were talking about the commentary on this show. Um... Uh, so, they cut away. We don't. See, we didn't see it happen. And the commentary, the commentators are just laughing so hard that somebody has to point out what happened. And because the commentators pointed it out, the production truck had to air it, and then air it so much three times to be exact. that it became instant an instant meme, <laughs> just an instant absolute meme. Oh no, Titus O'Neil fell under the ring, got up. Went into the match. Titus O'Neil, by the way, only lasted four minutes, 42 seconds before being eliminated by Braun Strowman. So somebody uh, in, like, the Twitter world or whatever, they were pointing out the fact that had this happened, like, on Raw, you know how Raw has the little, uh, the, the, sc- the screens? Yeah. That, like, imagine he would have, oh, like, God. gone, like, oh, my boom, God. you know? That would have been, been bad. You know? That would have. I'm so glad they got the head to old school. That would have been like stop the match. Oh, it would have been bad. <laughs> been bad. But this was hilarious. Though. So <laughs> you know, um, thank God there was a. Uh, you know. Roderick Strong out. Not another NXT guy, Baba Tunde, who looked really good in this match and is just on pure stature, perfect for everything. Dan Matha, big fan. Really? And then there was Braun. I'm a big fan of that. I, I think Dan Matha's got a got what a nice. What him? What? What are you seeing him? Because I'm watching him, like, I remember they had his vignettes. Yeah. And then he comes out and he gets destroyed by Samoa Joe. And then that was unfortunate. But I'm saying, like, like I, I maybe you've seen him, like, in, in, in the ring. I yeah, I've seen, I've seen I, him I, work. I've seen nothing in him just because I don't know him. No, I've seen him. What you I've it? seen him work. I think he's, like, I'm going to say, like, an Austin in the sense that Austin was always a hand in the ring. Mm. And we haven't really seen much about how he can or can't talk. So there's the possibility, like, I'm not saying he's the next Austin by any stretch, mm. but I think I'm he's... Like, in order to become the next Austin, you need to be, like, the perfect hand. And I, from what I've seen of him in the ring, he's the perfect hand. There you go. People are going to come at me in the comments on that one. Listen, Braun, I know what you're saying. You are very clear, though. He's Braun, not saying it's Austin. Braun <laughs> Strowman out number 41. Eliminates 13 people. No games, man. <laughs> New record. No games. New Royal Rumble record. Also an asterisk because it's a 50-man Royal Rumble. It's not, fi- like... There's more people, yeah. Like, a, I understand in baseball, a season's a season, but, but a rumble is not a rumble. Like, you can have a five-man Royal Rumble match where Braun eliminates everybody. You can't call him the, the first man to ever eliminate 100% of a rumble. Partic- like, I know what you're saying. There's got to be limits to these things. Uh, <laughs> Ty Dillinger out number 42, not number 10. Interesting. Very interesting, and I think now's a perfect opportunity to bring up Sami Zayn, who was advertised for this match, is of Syrian descent. Uh, the reports are still fuzzy on whether he was asked to not show up or he asked to not show up, which is a huge difference. Um, I haven't gotten confirmation either way. See, this, is why, this is why that, this, this topic you brought up in the beginning was nice to bring up. You know, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Man. Yeah, like there's a lot, a lot of, of stuff, elements, bro. There's a lot of stuff that's happened outside of the ring yeah. that is usually irrelevant, but now it's actually fairly it's actually, relevant. Yeah, like, it's interesting. It's just fairly relevant that that happened. Really quick, going back to the Titus O'Neil fall, did anybody <laughs> read Batista's tweet to him? No, Ooh, please, He please. basically told him, like, oh, happy birthday, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry that I told you my gift for you was underneath the ring. What's <laughs> 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 classic. Oh, my goodness. So, Trolling. Also, that's kind of incredible, too, that Batista, who not only is in the number one movie in the country... World number one movie in the world. But Still like, had time to see it. But 
um, is in the number one. He's the only wrestler to have been in the highest grossing opening weekend film ever. Love that. He still had time this weekend to tweet, happy birthday to Titus O'Neil, and hey, I saw your match. Oh, he's all about wrestling still, man. Whew. He's just busy, busy man. We don't deserve it, Batista, really, really guys. Good. Other people don't really, like, they're really, really good friends. Like, I think yeah, Batista was see, the yeah. one that got Titus in the WWE. Yeah, they're they real close. They go back even oh, before yeah. WWE. They, were, they are close. So, um, Kevin Owens out, Greg Kali out pretty mm. late, Chris Jericho out, number 50. Oh, they, we forgot to talk about the Shane McMahon spot. When Braun Strowman throws him out. Dear. Oh, good lord. Oh, and the Great Collie, because I love the Great Collie. <laughs> called it, though. You guys called it. I, yeah, I loved all these spots. I loved Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin, the Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho stare down. Um, I think for time, we should probably just narrow ourselves down to the final five. The final five of this match were Daniel Bryan, who was number one. Big Cass, Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. He was in the final three. This is a beefy final five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm never going to see Chris Jericho win a Royal Rumble. I've I, I given you, up. I think no. you're right. I've given up. That was the moment right there. And That's like, it. What There's if it's, no hope. What if it's the Rumble of Honor on that cruise? Would that count? Mm, I've it, given up hope, She's guys. not. She doesn't think any I'm Rumble. Done. She thinks no Rumble. <laughs> I've gone through enough disappointment throughout your, the years. I've seen it on your Twitter. Right? I was like, oh, she is not happy what is, right what now. Is, <laughs> no, I mean, I knew he wasn't going to win. This is just like the Wishful me. thinking. What? Just wishful thinking, yeah. Yeah, this was just like God if only, but no. That's fair. I He was, I was in this very room talking about this Tuesday where I thought, it's either going to be big cast because you you feel the match is already established and you want to crown a new star. Or it's going to be Chris Jericho because you need to put over the match. Correct. Since I said that, they made it more and more clear that this is the Royal Rumble and it follows the same exact canon of all other Royal Rumbles, which means they don't have to put over the actual match. Mm. So that brings you to guys like Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over the moon that it's Braun Strowman. Me too, bro. This is something that is perfect for him. I'm also over the moon that Big Cass and Daniel Bryan eliminate Lake. Pretty much yeah. Big Cass and Daniel Bryan, that's the money moving into Backlash. Yeah. Because Daniel Bryan is there to make Big Cass look good, so yes. Big Cass can move forward and be a monster. Be a monster for another face. Daniel Bryan won't lose anything by losing. No. Uh, Chris Jericho will turn up whenever he feels like it. Kevin Owens looks real strong here, too. Wait, so you guys weren't heartbroken when Daniel Bryan was thrown out after however long he was in there? What, an <laughs> hour, 16 minutes? Oh, no. no Believe I, me, I was. No, I Jesus. was, but I was like, when, when Braun won, I just forgot all about it. How sad. Braun always loses, man. He flips tables and flips houses and throws people off cliffs, and like, then he loses. Yeah, like, correct, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but two Royal Rumble events ago, so not the Philly Royal Rumble, but the, the Royal Rumble a year before yeah. that. Baron Corbin eliminated Braun Yeah, Strowman I was pissed. By himself. I was, I was like, what? And this year, he eliminated Rey Mysterio. Yeah, like, that's where we like that's where we are on Braun Strowman, and yeah. it's just a testament to him as a guy. I agree. Yeah, I think with him winning and then Vince coming out and giving him the trophy and all of that, that was kind of like, you're the new guy. Yeah, how, we feel ab- how we feel about him getting a belt and a trophy? I was cool with that because I thought it was going to be a trophy. Hand him a little green belt. Why not? I want him to carry it all the time. <laughs> I want him to carry it every event, every Raw. <laughs> he won't, though, but I want him to carry it. That's a nice keepsake for him because you know these wrestlers, this, this business means something to them. Yeah. That belt means something to him. You know what I mean? That win means something to him. No matter what people think about wrestling, that, those moments are real. You know, so Braun, ask Braun how he feels about that damn belt. You know what I mean? He's all about that belt. He trust me, he probably <laughs> sleeps with that belt. Like he's he's all about it. That's fair. That's I a just good looking belt. It really is. <laughs> People are arguing that it's there's more intricate and better design to that belt than a lot of the belts there on TV. I think currently. it's a lot better than the cruiserweight title. I hate that it cruiserweight is, title. It's better than the cruiserweight. It's the worst. Uh, oh, I'm I'm not gonna die on that hill. <laughs> when nothing beats the the uh, divas butterfly oh, God, other thing. The butterfly belt. Belt. they put that. That was insulting. And I'm saying butterfly, right? Because I didn't want to say the other thing. Yeah. And then the the woman's trophy with the... I'll leave it at that. It could be worse, guys. I'm happy Naomi doesn't have to pose next to that trophy ever again. Well, if she does, they could just take it and then put it up in a doctor's office. That way, when I go in for my like lady parts (laughs) visits, I can see the picture, maybe some little graphics. (laughs) Folks, if you're ever in a gynecologist's office in Orlando and the trophy looks really familiar... It's probably someone related to Naomi. You guys are terrible. <laughs> this will go great over here because I am not bringing it to my home. That was the worst. So, final thoughts on this whole show. 
Um, did you guys notice that throughout the entire show, we got close-ups of fans, obviously, but they were all children and men. Did yes. anybody notice that there was no women ones? I didn't think they were going to go that far. No, that's... There were 60,000 people in attendance, none of whom were women. Women weren't allowed to be there. No, they were. Oh, the thing is, they so, were. So that's the thing, though. So that, that's the, that was like the initial like thought. You know, like, but okay, women, so women were allowed to... They, they were there. They were spread out all over uh, the arena, actually. They just yeah. didn't cut to them? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No. That... But they were there, but, like, but you, know, you can't just act like they weren't there when they were doing like little cuts, little tight shots, but you could see women in the crowd. But then, like, but then that's the progress we need. Uh, oh, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I was, like, I was excited. I was like, wait a minute. I, I thought, it, like, I did research and I didn't know there were women bro, there. I was pleasantly yeah. surprised. Well, but they said that if you were a single guy, you were supposed to be in a, sing- a certain section, yeah. and then yeah. if you wanted to sit up, whatever, you had to come with a woman with you. Yeah. That's where there was more controversy with all of that, too, the seating arrangements and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, but I didn't think that the women weren't going to have any sort of close-ups or anything like that. That I mean, you only saw them from far, and even then, they blended in because you couldn't really see that much. And then, also, a few people, I noticed this, and I was going to tweet about it, but I didn't, but other people were tweeting that. Did you guys notice that the princess or whatever, I don't yeah. know, whatever well, they were the entire in the front floor, row? The entire floor. Mind mm. you, this is the entire, which if you think of it in Super Bowl terms, they booked the entire football field. With the entire floor of the arena is owned by the Saudi royal family. And they weren't paying attention. They were up, up and walking around. They were. And then like, and it was weird because like they had the really like loungy seats. Yes, and they, they would did. sit and lounge in their sheet, in, the, in their, um, not they're not they weren't wearing sheiks. I'll get the right term in a second. Um, and then there were a bunch of kids, rowdy. Oh, they were so of, cute. There were they a bunch were the of rowdy part. kids that would like pretty much run up to the front. And like there were a couple occasions where you'd see you'd see like a member of the Saudi royal family like yell at a kid like seriously. I'm trying to watch this match. Oh, I didn't see that. Like there were a couple moments where like they were literally scalding kids. I just saw a bunch of guys with their back turned. At one time, there was four guys, and it stood out even more because they were in white. So I was like, dude, I'm distracted. Like, I'm looking at you and watching you watch this, not watch the show. So that, to me, was a little bit, like, disappointing, where I was like, it it doesn't look too good to have that. But, hey. They paid. They paid. So there you go. I I guess they paid. They paid a lot. Yeah. They paid a lot, and also, I mentioned this before, uh, people in the United Kingdom, if you really, really want a WrestleMania, Saudi Arabia showed you how. Yep. You pay. You yep. pay a lot. They're never going to have a WrestleMania there. I wouldn't go that far. The Roy- if United Kingdom? They'll have a SummerSlam, but not a WrestleMania. Really? I, think, I think it's a good test on having Wem- like like, Wembley? some of those big shows. Uh, the like a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or a Rumble. The but they're not, they're not, not going to have a WrestleMania. Well, I can see Wembley getting... If the monarchy pays... The monarchy pay if the monarchy pays what we pay the Saudis pay Orlando pay or New Orleans pay they all pay but they didn't that's, pay that's they America gave, though. they gave WWE a free stadium in Santa Clara that's America though we're talking about that's what no, we're talking about gonna overseas have, they're not going to have an overseas you, know, you can't compare what we do this is a, it's an American entity yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> this is I overall the fact that it was a WrestleMania esque show I mean everything that makes WrestleMania what it is it was all here stadium lights graphics pyro. The, the the feel like everything was just like, matches man, match up. This visually, this was. I mean, I think I think thirty four was the visually most beautiful WrestleMania set ever, mm-hmm. or wrestling set ever. But it's the same thing, like, like it's so beautifully done, it's gorgeous. Everything. Oh my god, it, it was gorgeous. <laughs> it However, was. <laughs> it was a, a glorified as understatement. It was a glorified live event. I'm not. Oh, you're no, like kind of like a house no show. No storyline yeah. progression. No titles change hands. It was like, hey, let's get, let's give Matt Hart, whoever you know, the raw tech. The first it's, time it was ever in the Middle East. You know, bravo. You know, it's like it's a Madison Square. Garden it was no. It was WrestleMania card. WrestleMania card. Yeah. But man, like I just would have liked one title change. I didn't want to open the show that way, but of the ten matches, five of them couldn't help but feel that way. Because like Ce- like Cedric Alexander Kalisto was a barn burner and those two can absolutely go. That was a great match, but oh, they can that's go. what they do at live events. Yeah, they they, can I go. guarantee you they did that. I guarantee you they did that match in the last two weeks, or they're going to do that match in the next six weeks on a main event. And Diamond Banks also brought up the fact that they're going to have their big event in Australia as well. Can someone remind me when that's supposed to be? Because I know that's coming up in September, a few months. November? Are you talking? The one where no, they're going back to Middle East. They're going. Yeah, they're, November, well, they're also doing the Australia show, and they're doing the the November the November Saudi Arabia show. September, but they're also going to have the September. Australia show where they're yeah. supposed to do like a hundred thousand people or something yeah, yeah. like that. So it's like a big. Yeah, and they're also um, speaking of the United Kingdom, they're in the Royal Albert Hall. 
They're in the Royal Albert Hall, I believe, in like July or August. They're in June. Is it June? No, it's not, like, I think it's May, actually. It. All I know is it's not anywhere near when the Eagles are at Wembley, which is what I asked you for. <laughs> I'm not going to London twice, y'all. <laughs> Could y'all just made that the same weekend? That Eagles fan for life, boy. <laughs> you made that the same weekend, preferably the weekend before the Tampa cruise with Chris Jericho. See are that you one? doing that? I'm not sure. Okay. I have bold travel visions. Apparently. No plans. That's you, man. Globe trying. Karma San Diego over here. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere special, man. Goodness gracious. Where in the world is Steve Kaufman? I'm here now. And you just drove from Las Vegas, FYI. I, know, I, got, that, I got that text. I was like, yo, this boy's turning up. Yeah. I was like, well, who's in Vegas? I probably would have canceled, I'll man. I'd be like, I'm tired. Who the hell follows up? I was in Vegas. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay where you are, Steven. <laughs> I mean, if the people want to find you and tell you where they're at. Oh, guys, let me know. I'm at Evan T. Mac, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at G Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. You guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. And please make sure to check out my website, Instinct Culture. I had this very brilliant interview with Scorpio Sky. You guys nice. are going to love it. So please check it out. There's lots of awesomeness there. Right. And yeah, come talk to me on Twitter. I like making friends. <laughs> and as always, I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBest TV. I tweet about them regularly. Also, I will officially announce now that I run the YouTube pages for Bruce Pritchard, Tony Siobhan, Tony Schiavone. Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. I'm done. (laughs) Eric Bischoff and Ric Flair. I run all four of those YouTube pages, so subscribe to them and support me. Support them. There's going to be a lot of fun content coming there. For Evan T. Mack, George Chimosa, Denise Salcedo, I've been Steve Kaufman, and this has been the Greatest Royal Rumble panel. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 